Hello and welcome back, Blanket Fort Besties. I'm going to keep saying that until it sticks. Um, this is the episode of Blanket Fort Books where we are discussing the deep depths of Netflix originals. I am Whitney at Wit and Wisdoms here. I, I am. am. I am. You are. I am Rachel at Abrams Records, also MC Hot Waffle on Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my name is Gabe, and you can find me at Boardseed on Twitter. I feel like if they don't know that by your voices, check yourself, guys. Yeah, come on. Although sometimes I listen and I'm like, is that Rachel or me? Because I have no idea what I sound like. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this episode we're talking about Netflix originals, and there are a million. I have to tell you, when I was browsing for what to pick, there are so many with so many weird, like, niche synopsises, I was shocked. But before that, synopsi, oh, sorry. (laughs) I don't know. Probably not. But before we get into that, Gabe, why don't you tell us what you are into this week? I can certainly do that. But before we do, but Mm -hmm. before we do... I I owe Whitney a public apology because <laughs> last week I roasted her hard about um, not adequately describing the genre of the music that she wanted to talk about. Um, and upon my own investigation, I had discovered that uh, her artist Pip Malay was in fact... Um, had her music featured on multiple compilations... Uh, with names such as, but not limited to chill acoustic songs and hangover chill vibes and whatnot. So basically that means the description she gave was perfectly adequate and accurate. So Spotify did exactly (laughs) right. That argument almost ended our friendship. It was pretty wild. (laughs) Thank you for the apology. I do accept. And I will continue to consider chill vibes a music genre. (laughs) Okay. Love it. So the actual thing that I think we should talk about is an update on Ariana Grande. Mm, mm -hmm. Question. How long has it been since this has come out now? Uh, This album came out October 30th, 2020. So it's pretty recent. <laughs> yeah. And it was only, like, I guess it was a few weeks ago now that I had uh, actually, I was at Whitney's place when it was allowed. And um, we just decided to throw on Positions by Ariana Grande and listen to it in full. So that was the first time I really was, like, conscious for the whole thing. And I got to say, I actually ended up liking it more than I thought I would. It was better than I expected because I'd only heard like the first like third of the album concretely. And that that's honestly the sleepiest part of the album. Like the the best songs are like later. So I got to give it to them for like the track motive and uh, safety net. And POV being faves, along with, mm-hmm. of course, the title tracks or title track positions, which is a bot. Um, 
But would I listen to it again? Absolutely. It was surprisingly classy while also being horny. Um, very tasteful. I mean, it's gonna. It's not gonna what? age. It's not gonna age very well. But you say it's horny and tasteful. Yeah. It is. That's how I describe it too. I think that's perfect. Tasteful. Hmm. That's like a private middle school. Like tasteful. Think more like high class. Yeah. Okay. Wait. That's kind of wait. The vibe. Did, are you, is that? A, did you? That could be interpreted as a slight against Ariana Grande. You're gonna get dragged. No, 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 not at all. That's not what I meant. I mean, those are just the vibes. Like I'm thinking, like. Okay, good thing that you clarified that because it almost no. sounded to me like you were calling Ariana G, um, you know, a lady of the night, which is a, it's totally okay if she wanted, if to, she wanted to. But it's only yeah. a slight if I don't know. We support sex work here, but that's not what I was saying. I just meant those are like the vibes that it gives off. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, that was it was actually pretty good. Um, not like best of 2020, but. It was it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, I am glad that you updated because everyone was on the edge of their seat waiting for that final update. Yeah, I forgot it, to ask last time. It'll be a responsibility of mine to uh, also keep updated on any future Ariana Grande. Yes, it absolutely will. You are now the the designated Ariana Grande expert of this podcast. Oh, well, I mean... If it, <laughs> I don't know what she's doing right now. I don't I don't know like what her latest song is. So, yeah, I'm totally qualified. Did you see <laughs> that that meme going around? Well, it's just a little video of her leaving a hotel. And they were just like, "Yeah, like let's go. Bye." And then said bye to the doorman and then he goes so excited and you could tell that he was going to like tell his friends, but he was like 50. <laughs> oh no, but that's adorable. <laughs> it was really funny. It was funny. Oh, so uh, what have you been into, Rachel? Hmm. Gnarls Bar. Flashback. Interesting. back. Now, this is going to make me sound like the dumbest, the dumbest of the dumbest. I've only ever known the group as Gnarls Barkley. Never once did I ever care to look who was in it, how long they've been around. And I was totally unaware that CeeLo Green was in it. <laughs> oh my god. I Where remember have I been? <laughs> like what? I remember the moment when I was like in the car with my dad and like Forget You by CeeLo Green was on the radio and we were like, Is this is that Narles Barkley? What is happening? And we looked it up and our minds were blown. Yeah, like I just never cared beyond just like shuffling around there discography and of course like every morning that i need to be awake but can't really get myself there i just blast crazy because i don't think there's anybody on the face of this planet who doesn't groove to that song it's true it's but true anyway socks knocked off that it was CeeLo <laughs> green also the producer danger mouse which my father is super in um danger mouse yeah, Danger Mouse. Watch out for that Danger Mouse. Anyway, <laughs> so just, I mean, not everything. I'm not into, like, hmm. some of their stuff can get really lost because it's just kind of, like, really, I, I would say it's, like, an ambiance background for a lot of the tunes. But 
there are some really good groups that I never even heard of because I really feel like crazy peaked and then they disappeared off of my radar for a very long time. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I, that's like one of the only songs I know by them because I'm uncultured. Well, I, I honestly don't song. know anything about them. Oh, well, take a peek. Um, what year did Crazy come out? Crazy came out in 2005. So, I mean, people have been jamming since 2005 to them. I'd probably That's know it if I heard it, but I don't know what we're talking oh. about. <laughs> Maybe you're crazy. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember when I remember I remember when I lost my mind. Yeah. So listen to that later if you need to be jamming. Yeah, that'll get you in the mood. Myself working at a call center, I feel like we should just loop that song for everybody on hold because who could be angry <laughs> by the time you pick up a song like the the call, but they're just like jamming to some soul like. Yeah. Anyway, it's true. That's what I've been revisiting. Nice. Well, I have been going through it the past couple of weeks and I haven't really been into anything. Um, but the one thing that's been keeping me going is I've just been watching, like, Smosh videos. <laughs> if anyone's Whoa. like, yeah, I'm taking it back. But they have, like, a whole production now and it's just been on, like, like auto play on my tv constantly no matter what i'm doing um i love they just make me laugh i love everyone they're so funny they have done so many fun things they play a lot of board games those are my personal favorite just watching people play board games it's very relaxing that's that's literally all i've been watching i haven't read anything or watched anything of substance other than what i'm about to talk about for this episode but mm -hmm. if you need a good laugh or you're in a bad mood just put on some smosh videos whitney's been slapped in the face by a fish multiple times this week so I guess it's that's what you need essentially yeah that sums it up pretty well yeah fish slapping like yeah fish mongers with fish slapping yeah that uh that is that that is the extent of my troubles so if you have been slapped by a fish, by a loved one, call the number smosh. below. I want to represent <laughs> you in court. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that's oh, all I, I have. What? I also feel, just to interrupt you there, that I feel I have to let the world know I tried snowboarding. Living in Canada, I feel like I should have tried that before. It was terrifying. Um, I looked at the bunny hill, which was, looked like a regular ginormous mountain. So that's false advertising. So the entire time, I didn't even make it to the bunny hill. No, I st stayed at the bottom of the bunny hill where the like you probably could have rolled like a can of beer down and it would have rolled. Maybe that's the slope. <laughs> <laughs> and it was oh terrifying and I hurt my knee. <laughs> no, I mean, that is so scary. That's I would never even try. So I am proud of you for trying. Well, now I am buying my own board so I can practice because now I'm determined, determined, and I'm going to have to, I'm buying it secondhand and I just feel like this is my public announcement. 
believe in you. I'm still scared of the ski lift because Whitney, you have that scary movie. Oh yeah, I think we need to do an episode on this movie because I've been trying to get Gabe and Rachel to watch this. This, okay, I'm just gonna go on a, a small tangent. To watch this movie for years, it's a movie that I got from the $5 bin at Walmart. I'd never heard of it. And it's called Frozen, but it's definitely not the Disney movie. And it's just about these three people who are at a ski resort and it's like a Friday and everything's about to close, but they get there and they're like, please just let us go down like one more time before you close. And the guy's like, hey, do it. So they do and then they get on the ski lift and then the dude's like, forgets about them in like 10 minutes and just fucking leaves them. So they're like 20 feet in the air, stuck in the middle of a ski lift in like, obviously it's really freaking cold and they're stuck there for the weekend. And it's honestly horrifying. I've seen this movie like once, like probably 10 years ago, and it has been ingrained in my brain and I'm, I will never go on a ski lift. Yeah, no ditto. I'd Very scary. I'd rather climb up underneath carry my stuff and hike yeah yeah and you might think that there's like an easy solution but they try everything and nothing goes well whoa well i'm gonna watch that yeah that needs to be discussed in depth but okay let us get into the meat of the episode who wants to go first me okay rach what did you watch well it's kind of like a, we're going off of, was it last week that was Helena Bonham Carter or the week before? The week before. Okay, so kind of going back there, I watched a Netflix OG with Helena in it. Ooh, okay. Enola Holmes. Do you guys know? Yeah, kind of. No. It sounds so, familiar, but I'm not, I don't know. It's basically like a Sherlock Holmes. Enola is supposed to be Sherlock's younger sister. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, so uh, the main the main lady would be Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> I just like saying Millie Bobby Brown. I like Brown. her name, too. Mm-hmm. I just always think of her Twitter beef with um, Jacob Sartorius, and I'm just... I don't know that. Oh, they just have, like... I don't know if it's still a thing, but they, they're, like, 12, and they have, like, 12-year-old Twitter beef she was dating him he's like a young vine star and she they were like fighting and she'd tweet him like gifts of him kissing of her kissing her co-star in stranger things to make him jealous oh my gosh <laughs> and it's just so cringy well that makes me like her more oh i'm just she's just like middle school aged and i'm like so glad that because yeah. i would have done the same oh heck yes mm-hmm Anyway, so basically Enola, which by the way is alone backwards, which is why Whoa. Helena decided to name her car yeah, her child Enola. Um Whoa. So she discovers that her mom is missing. Um and so her thing, like her Sherlock's home adventure is her it wasn't like a I hate you, I'm leaving, or this family's too much. Her mom was just kind of like training her to be like like a self-defense girl and also to be able to be super smart. Like she, she homeschooled her and she was just a super smart kid. But then her mom leaves and she's like, why? Uh, and her mom leaves her some clues about like, you know, why she had to go and like that she's fine, but blah, blah, blah. 
And then she actually ends up trying to, like, she's outwitting her brother by being, like, no one can find out where Enola went, who's trying to find where her mom went. And anyway, it's just kind of, it's, it's good. Like, I thought, for young women out there looking for inspiration, <laughs> she is a smart, strong young woman. And I think it was a good movie. It was a good family movie. I watched it with the kids. So I, I liked it. That was good. I like the female character part. Like, I just really think for young women, they need to watch it. Well, that sounds great. And Helena Bonham Carter, she was kind of a badass. So, as always, as always, as always. So she had actually like gone out. Spoiler, had gone out to like try to. She was a part of. I don't really understand fully what her intentions were, but it was something like along the lines of like. Some would think it was terrorism, but it wasn't. She was just trying to take down bad people. And she was just badass when she did it. I don't know. It's a kid's movie. Like, that's pretty much it. There's a small love interest. I hated him. Because she was independent. She doesn't need a man. Was it a small plot or was he small? Both. (laughs) (laughs) He was a short, not a lot to say, dude. I mean, the thing I liked about how they did it is that they made him very... Like, he didn't have a lot to do in her development, which I liked. Yay. She was just like, hey, you're kind of cute, but I'm busy. (laughs) And I was like, I love that. I love that. It was so good. Anyway, I really liked it. I I don't think they kissed. Good. Good for her. scandal. No kissing. Well, that, at least it's rated G. <laughs> I mean, I like maybe it isn't. And there's like some kicking and like shooting. Oh, okay, so can't be. I don't think that'll be rated G. Uh, it it is PG thirteen. Really? What? What? Okay, so watch it with their. I watched it with a nine year old. Oh no, I ruined them. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it came out in 2020, and it only got a 6.6 on 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 IMDb. But for a Netflix original, I mean, could have been worse. True, true. Sounds a whole. Yeah. So that's what I did. Nice. Well, I'll go next. Um, I so we were talking about earlier how this is kind of like indicative of our personalities because I kind of went above and beyond and watched a whole season of a TV show. And I watched Um, mine three months ago. (laughs) (laughs) And Gabe had a plan and had to change it last minute and pick something random. Yeah, I I wanted to watch a whole show, but that didn't pan out. So I just ended up randomly picking something in like two seconds. Yeah, so that's if you need to know anything about us, there you go. Um, Okay, so what I watched, I'm so glad I watched because it was so great and exactly what I needed. Um, I watched Never Have I Ever, um, which is created by Mindy Kaling, which I didn't know until right now when I looked it up on Wikipedia, but it's so good. Um, The little sentence synopsis on Wikipedia is the complicated life of a first generation Indian American teenager. And this was so so good so it's about this 15 year old girl and it's literally just her like 
hilarious struggles in high school. Um, but it also deals with some deeper topics as well because she was a very good heart player and she's in... Oh, wait, have either of you seen this? No. No. Okay. Um, she was a very good heart player and she was in band. And during one of her recitals, her father had a heart attack and died. And it was so traumatic for her that she became paralyzed for three months. So she couldn't use her... Well, she wasn't paralyzed, but her legs didn't work. And it was literally just because of the trauma. So she's kind of going into her next year of high school and she doesn't want to be known as that girl who was in a wheelchair for a while and whose dad died in front of everyone at a, a band recital. Um, and it's just her like going through the uh, difficult high school years and it's so great. Um, what I loved about this is every single character in this show is a person of color except for one side character is a white guy and he is constantly made fun of the entire show for being white <laughs> like at one point he comes over to their family's house for dinner and her mom she um yeah i said she's she's indian her mom's like okay we have someone coming over for dinner so adjust the spice level accordingly <laughs> and it's just like jokes like that that are so funny um <laughs> And, oh, this main character is just, like, so, so cute and so sweet. But she also has, like, some anger issues, and she's in therapy. And, yeah, it's just great. And she's, so she's very, very smart, and she's trying to get into Princeton. And her nemesis, who is this white guy, is, like, the way they fight with each other is just so hilarious. That was, like, my favorite part of the show. Um, so her two best friends are also people of color. One is black, one is Asian. And he refers to them as the UN, which is like mm. problematic. And she like comes at him and she's like, hey, stop calling me that. It's super racist. And he was like, how? Oh, you think I'm calling you United Nations? No, I'm calling you unfuckable nerds. <gasps> and this like destroys her. So she's like, I am going to get <laughs> fucked by the most popular guy in school. And then... <laughs> Things just escalate from there. Oh, um, my dog doesn't like that. Yeah, it's mean, isn't it? <laughs> I think he really just knows how problematic that was. Yeah. But, yeah. This guy sucks. He does get better, but he sucks. And he's also my one of my favorite parts. I'm literally just talking about the funniest parts of the show. But one of my favorite parts is he... So his parents are, like, super absent... And he's also, like, really, really rich. Um, and he's, like, bored one night. He's supposed to go to a basketball game and his dad cancels. So he's on his Rick and Morty Reddit page that he's obsessed with. <laughs> and he is trying to meet someone else who is a Rick and Morty fan. And he goes... Um, he goes to meet them at a diner and it ends up being this like 50 year old man who's really creepy and wants him to like blow on his pizza. But also his Reddit username is Ariola Grande 007. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the sounds like the funniest show. I need this. So fucking funny. It's so good. And it's just like, oh, it's great. And also it's narrated. Um, so when we're talking, the main character's name is Davy, and when we're discussing her, it's narrated by John McEnroe, who is like a famous tennis player. Um, I think he's retired now, but he was like her dad's favorite tennis player, and he has like a really great voice, and it's just like really, really funny. 
And then for a couple episodes, we go into the white guy's name. I forget his name. Ben. We go into Ben's point of view, and it's narrated by Andy Samberg. Who cares about the white guy? I, I mean, he's... Yeah, I agree. But... Yeah, I love Andy Samberg, and it's amazing. And he, they're, like, playing themselves, too. He's like, I'm only doing this because his dad's my lawyer. And he's, like, super annoyed about it. But it's really funny. It's really great. And I highly recommend it. Each There's, like, ten episodes, and each one is only, like, half an hour. So it's easily bingeable, and it hasn't been canceled. There is a second season coming out. Yay. So. I know. You never know with Netflix original shows, but... Okay. I'm going so I just like moved my mouse around on the Netflix original page and just clicked a random icon and I ended up with the movie uh, called Cargo from 2017 and it is an Australian post-apocalyptic horror drama uh, directed it. by Ben Howling and Yolanda Rampk um, and it's based it's on so a- many words. <laughs> It's based on a short film that they made a couple of years earlier, apparently. Um, but I've only seen this movie. So uh, it stars Martin Freeman, who is one of the three or the 12 British actors. Um, True. The, you know, the 12 di- uh, disciples, you know. And uh, he's... You like know. every time, yeah, you watch like a British movie or TV show, there's like the same actors because there's only like 12 British ones. Yeah, the tw- there's like the 12 disciples. Yeah. You got like Maggie Smith and you got yeah, like Kate Winslet. The guy, yeah, the guy who. Oh, like, yeah. That's you just recognize everyone because there's only 12. What's the Whoa. what's that guy's yeah. name? I'm too tired to remember. But from like in every Christopher Nolan movie. And he played. Uh, Is he the same one that's an in Interstellar? Yeah, he plays like the. He's the yeah. old guy who's also the butler oh in Batman. Oh, 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 the guy. Oh, oh. That's so dumb that I forget his name. Is it Michael Keaton, or did I make that? No, up? No, that's a different guy, and he's not British. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now this is like important research that I have to do. Michael Caine, I was so close. That's what I meant. Yeah. He's another one. Yeah. I just assume anyway. that everybody is um, the guy that narrates the, the nature shows. Morgan Freeman? No, no, the British guy. <laughs> the British white guy that narrates. And I sent you a meme about it, Whitney. Only you, because no one else subscribed to the same page. Oh, you know. I check Instagram once a month. Yeah, this isn't worth it. No, everyone knows him. That's I'm just forgetting his name. Hold on. Just give me how where why did Instagram update it? I can't find my message. Okay, this is not worth it right now. David Attenborough? Yes. Oh thank you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Glad that's settled. What are you into? What did you watch, Gabe? What are we talking about? I watched a a post-apocalyptic horror movie starring Martin Freeman, and it had zombies in it, and it was... And David Attenborough. No. Um... (laughs) (laughs) It was... It was pretty... It was good. It was... uh, It was fine. Um... The... 
interesting thing about it was like I guess the tone of the movie because I it was like it was very unclear about the exact like parameters to this zombie apocalypse like I didn't really know like why or how long it was already occurring because the movie just starts and uh, Martin Freeman his character's name is Andy and his wife Kay and they have a baby named Rosie and they live in this houseboat that's just chilling on like a little little pond or something in uh, the middle of rural Australia and that they're just vibing there and there's zombies and they gotta go find food and things so a mishap occurs and his wife gets like bitten by one of these crazy people um Wikipedia seems to describe them as rabid humans. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, because that's basically what they are. Uh, and Kind of same. They're, like, really scary, though. Like, they're, yeah, they... They get slapped with a fish. The way that they just... They move, like... It's, it's like, pretty freaky. Um, but anyway, so... Uh, his wife gets bitten, and he's like, Oh, my God, we gotta go find a cure, or whatever. Um, and... I guess a cure, like, is practical in this universe, which is an interesting thing, because, like, I don't know, maybe I wasn't paying attention, maybe it literally just is about rabies, but (laughs) no, it couldn't be, because the thing is, is, I don't know why I'm, like, just piecing this together in my head now, but, like, their faces literally ooze orange slime, so that's not rabies. (laughs) No, that's... That's something else. Um, so, and, and you know what? Like, I would say it was very similar presentation and tone to, like, I guess, The Walking Dead, like, as a, sh- like, the TV show. Um, except the, the special effects are, like, a little cheesier here. Like, with the orange slime going on. I don't know. It might not have been orange. It might have been red. I was kind of colorblind. Um, You're always colorblind. Yeah. So, like, they want to go help... Uh, his wife, but then they get in a car crash because a zombie walks into the road. No. And then the wife gets impaled by a tree. And she die. And she turned into zombie. And then he has to kill her and it's sad. Um, But you know what? She bites him. So he is now screwed as well. And in this world, they got 48 hours before they turn into a zombie, but in between that like throughout that 48 hours they can lapse and suddenly crave human flesh and uh have seizures and throw up blood and slime and things like that uh so anyway he goes on this journey by himself and he's got this baby remember and he just wants to pretty much get them to safety but he uh without a car he's like in the middle of nowhere and he comes across this little kid um, is actually the daughter of the zombie he almost hit with his car. Um, and that zombie he almost hit with his car is actually basically being um, is being supervised by this kid. Like, she's taking care of her infected father who has, like, she somehow got, like, a, a wooden contraption on his face so he can't bite her or anyone else. Um, and basically she leads her, her zombie father around by like cutting her hand and wiping it on a tree to get him to follow her, which is kind of twisted. 
Um, but like still regard like loves and cares for him, even though he's like a zombie and they kind of go off on their own thing. And then suddenly, um, they eventually end up in this guy's like creepy house that's using live humans as bait for zombies. Um, and the kid is in one of these cages in like entrapped. So it's, it's like, yeah, it, it gets pretty dramatic. That's, um, this guy is like dying and he knows he's probably going to die. But then he's like, what is he going to do with his final hours? And how is he going to secure this future for his baby? And it's really intense uh, sometimes, but it's also sometimes kind of like how casually and determined these characters are sometimes like how they deal with these situations. It's kind of interesting because most of the time, like in this world, it feels like this uh, zombie apocalypse has been long established. So they're just like, Oh yeah. People get bit, bit turn into orange slime and then they die. Whatever. It's just, a, it's just how it goes. And they have like watches that they can just pull out and set to a 48 hour timer. Like immediately after they get bitten. Do zombies live forever? Um, well in, if they were real somehow, the amount of decay that zombies usually have would not be enough to actually have them support themselves to walk and move. Um, and if they were really decomposing, like animals would pick them apart and they would just probably all be rotting and gone within a few days. But when it comes to movies and things like, I don't know, they never address that. (laughs) Cause like if you were bit and your wife died, and you had a baby. Spite the baby. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, turn oh, the baby. Like, I don't think. Be a zombie family. Like, I oh my God. These zombies, what? they it's don't zombie have. World. If you saw it's... this film, you wouldn't want to be these zombies because they are know, very like, unpleasant. What are you going to do? Just leave this baby to die as like a baby's not going to be able to, to do it. Like, wouldn't you just rather be a zombie family than just like leave your kid well like the rabid zombies zombies in this movie they all look they all seem like they're in extreme states of pain like they don't like if you have an i don't know how little the baby is but i'm assuming like very little like can like in swaddled up for the whole film basically so you can swaddle a baby and place it in a high place that zombies can't get and it'll starve to death and die or bite your baby (laughs) hang out oh my god like i understand your argument and i would support it if this were like twilight vampires or something <laughs> but i wouldn't want my baby to be a, a zombie well, then what do you do as soon as you turn into a zombie you eat your baby anyway i'd find some nice humans and i'd pass it along okay well i guess that makes sense <laughs> I thought it was like you're not allowed time. to have babies. <laughs> no, I just I didn't realize there are other humans that made it. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, it's got a really it's got a impactful ending. I'm not going to spoil it because I think it should be experienced. It's very different. I really appreciated the different approach on this overused premise um i mean sometimes it was it felt kind of dry but honestly it was it was like it, it was very similar to like the road i mean i've only seen the movie i didn't read the book but it was very similar yeah. that's fun 
It kind of reminds me, like, just in terms of, like, the baby aspect, it reminds me of A Quiet Place. Oh, I haven't seen that because it's too scary. Oh, yeah. Gabe hates jump scares. I feel like he can handle any horror that's not jump scares, but basically they have to protect the baby by putting it in a soundproof box. Yeah, like a were... fucking coffin. <laughs> oh, my Love God. Love it. There weren't, like, <laughs> any... There, well... Yeah, like the there weren't really jump scares in this movie. It was pretty like that's what I mean, it would have been spicy if there were jump scares, but I'm good without it. I mean, some yeah. people probably would have been like would have thought this movie was boring because it didn't have jump scares, but that was what made yeah, it good to I don't me. I don't usually find jump scares add anything. I can do without them, but I'm not like as like adamantly against them as Gabe is. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, basically the reason the whole audience at the movie theater was pissed off after they saw Hereditary was because there weren't enough jump scares. They were like, that was boring. What the hell? They, they thought it was that, boring. And I'm like, bitch. That is like the least boring movie I've ever seen. I'm just convinced that people like that, they that they go to the theater to go see a horror movie. They that's They're there for the jump scares, and I don't understand how anyone gets pleasure from that because that's just like experiencing the worst panic yeah the worst yeah, type of stimulation one could ever have i get jump scares every day like the other day i was walking down the hall and my boyfriend was coming out of the bathroom i saw the door open <laughs> and was like ah! <laughs> even like i'm aware that he lives here <laughs> and i knew he was there but i still like almost passed out I am I am the exact same way. The other day my cat was in my kitchen and he was peeking his head out like around a wall and I saw him. I was walking towards him and I screamed in his face and he freaked out and I freaked out. <laughs> it was it was horrible. So I don't need any more in movies. We have enough. All right, so what's your quest? Um okay, so I based my question off of my thing cuz I didn't know what you guys watched. So. Okay, sure. Um, so my question this week is if you had to create a bucket list that you had to complete within the next week, and if you completed everything on your bucket list in the next week, you won a prize or like immortality or something, what would be on your list? Does it have to be an exciting bucket list or can it be like clean the house, spring cleaning, but for no. real? No, it has to be things that you've never done before skydiving but you have to do it within the next week oh skydiving. so if you can't if you can't complete it within the next week then you're fucked i wouldn't and trust, like you die i don't think i could plan skydiving but like what if you can't get in what if you can't get week? booked in then i'd rather die also it's a pandemic no remember yeah oh, i don't think it's happening you can't right do now. bucket lists in covid are you crazy you have to <laughs> i you are getting money or okay, you're dying I'll go, I'll go streaking that's i accept that well yeah because it's free and i'm gonna get it that's unpleasant anyway. i'd rather pick things that are good um like what um I don't, I've never, f oh, what, what could I do in a, th that would be reliable to do within seven days? Steal someone's credit card. You're just going to end up arrested. 
I get immortality. It doesn't matter. I think that that could be added, but like I don't want to do that really. Well, neither do I. But like something I've never done, or I'm gonna get killed, or something. He doesn't know. You know what I've so. never done? You know what I've never done that I can put on my bucket list? I've never bought, a f- like, a home phone. COVID bucket lists suck. I've never so bought a... boring and I love it. I'll just buy a home phone and pay for like five nine ninety nine a month and a 911 fee. Make it oh use God. out of that 911 fee, you know? Oh my god. Yeah, when you find out that Rachel stole a credit card and you have to turn her in. Okay, so if I'm just going on illegal things, streaking, steal a credit card, drive on the wrong side of the road, but like all the way to a destination. Rachel, <laughs> you're gonna end up in prison. You can't you can't win if you're in prison. Wait, what if prison's on my bucket list? Oh we gotta be in prison. You gotta do something really bad so they're well, instantly like. Because if you're immortal, like if that's the prize, then you can spend a couple years in jail. It's fine. Yeah, even if you got like a couple life sentences, you can still get out someday. Well, I, f- I feel like it would be wise to try to have a, a, a shorter sentence just in case they catch on to the fact that you're immortal or something, or they're literally just like life in prison times 50. And that would. That- would you really want to be there for that long? No. But imagine how different it would be when you came out. That's scary, and I wouldn't want to think about that. You guys focused on the wrong part of the question. Well, it's COVID. If I didn't realize, if my imagination was restricted to COVID, then there's really not a lot of things you can do that aren't illegal. Well, the same things that are... Like, you only have a week. So, like... What do you want to do that's, like, if there's no pandemic, what do you want to do? I want to go skydiving. You literally go... cannot. <laughs> you just said there is no pandemic. What are you talking about? You go skydiving, like, an hour from here. What if you can't? Then you're fucked. You can't rely on someone else to well, fulfill your bucket list. My bucket list has nothing to do with personal development. It's about friggin' adrenaline. What the heck? No, 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 but what I'm saying is you have to rely on someone else to be able to fulfill your skydiving requirement. Okay, well, there's nothing I want to do. I can do just by being grateful and walking <laughs> out my door. Like, I have, like, that's not a bucket list. That's my every freaking day. Okay, okay, okay. What else is on your bucket list then? Fine. Move past skydiving. Whitewater eat. rafting. Oh, my God, you only have a week. <laughs> Bungee jumping. I'm gonna eat some raw chicken. (laughs) Oh my god, do you remember that one time I ate a raw hamburger? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you were convinced it was done for far too long. Convinced that was just the texture of the burgers we bought. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay. That question didn't go as planned. You're both dumb. I want to jump off a bridge, but I Just don't want to die. All right. Well, thank You've you for that. listening to this done that. episode. I know, but a bigger one. Thank you for listening to this episode <laughs> about skydiving and COVID. Um, <laughs> I, this I'm, is the problem with COVID. I can't go skydiving. My name is Gabe, and that's Rachel, and that's Whitney, and we're blank for book. My Twitter is Wit and Wisdoms, Abrams Records, Board Seed, at Blanket Fort Book. 
That's all you need to know. hot waffles. Gonna go skydiving. Okay. I'll get the name written also, by a skywriter. <laughs> that's a good one. Also, reminder, it's that not too late. so much on other people. <laughs> it's not too late. If you want to read up on Verity by Colleen Hoover for, for next week, I should have named we're going to be talking about Hoover. it. Yeah, it's a really quick read. So if you want to join in, you have a week. And yeah. it's on Kindle Unlimited, and I think it's only 99 cents to buy. So very acceptable. I'm going to go rename my Roomba. Okay. Hoover is we a vacuum brand. Well, I guess that makes sense. They might Less even cool. make their own like <gasps> AI or what automated floor sucky things. Anyway. Hey, thanks for listening. Bye. bye.